What if Leatherface looked and behaved like the elderly octogenarian he is? It's been 50-ish years since the Sawyer family's gruesome reign of terror first began. Half a century since the so-called Leatherface and his twisted family of murderous maniac cannibals struck fear into the hearts and minds of millions. The end of the Vietnam War happened after the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre film was released in 1974. Eight presidents have taken office since Sally Hardesty barely escaped a grisly death. Yet somehow Leatherface is still alive and well, and he's ready to carve up dozens of affluent Zoomers. Problem is, Leatherface is 50 years older, but his body aged at about half that rate. He's quite spry and suddenly quite clever for someone who's about 20 years into retirement and supposedly incapable of caring for himself. Apparently eating people is a half-baked fountain of youth. But don't worry about such things as simple math and common sense because nostalgia. Oh man, Netflix Chainsaw Massacre sucks. Hey there, I'm Matt Verish, and welcome to Your Entertainment Sucks, the podcast where I break down in five minutes or so why some of your favorite movies and shows aren't as great as you think they are, as well as offer my thoughts on how to rectify said suckage. Beware, there are spoilers ahead. Out of the gate, I'm going to be upfront with you all. I was not planning on watching another sequel, soft reboot, or whatever this disaster of a film claims to be, nor was I aware another one was even being made. I stopped watching this movie series after Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger starred in the vomit-inducingly awful Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. A couple reboot attempts after the 90s were mildly successful, but I'm a purist, and I just couldn't bring myself to watch any of them. So why did I subject myself to Netflix Chainsaw Massacre, you might ask? Morbid curiosity played a role, but mostly I was drawn to the fact that this film was supposed to be a direct sequel to the original. Much like Halloween 2018, Netflix Chainsaw Massacre ignores every subsequent sequel to give us a modern-day take on the original after the passing of many decades. Now, it mostly worked for Halloween because of its attention to detail, Jimmy Lee Curtis's performance, and John Carpenter's fantastic score. Chainsaw 2022, however, has no returning actors, they're almost all dead, and it completely misunderstands what made the original a cult classic. Netflix Chainsaw Massacre follows a group of four young, well-to-do social media influencers making their way to the middle of nowhere, Texas, in the hopes of gentrifying a dilapidated ghost town. They're idealistic, virtue-signaling caricatures of what this film thinks Gen Z looks and acts like. The lead pair force an elderly, invalid woman into homelessness as they legally eject her from her vacant orphanage. The shock of this has her succumb to her demise. The only other resident there, a hulking figure whose face we never truly see, rages at the loss of his old caretaker. Mayhem ensues. Look, I have no problem with the simple horror slasher plot. God knows I love the genre, and they could be a lot of fun to watch, laugh at, and munch popcorn to. But the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a beast of a different variety. That film is a visual descent into madness, placing the viewer into the shoes of a helpless young woman who is tortured and barely manages to escape being mutilated and eaten. An unsettling soundtrack and jarring sound effects leave the audience on edge. Strangely enough, it is almost bereft of any blood and gore, allowing for our minds to interpret the horror of what was transpiring on screen. I mention all this because Netflix Chainsaw Massacre completely ignores everything that made this 1974 original a cult classic. 
This sequel is a cartoony, blood-soaked splatterfest pretending to be a serious successor to its legendary counterpart. It turns Leatherface into a superhuman Jason Voorhees wannabe when he was merely a deranged cook who wasn't even respected by his much crazier brothers. In 1974, Leatherface was a simple-minded maniac Julia Childs. He's now a stealthy, trap-setting Zoomer Slayer. Can you believe the chainsaw in the original only killed one person? The 2022 disgrace kills about 30 without ever faltering. Let's talk about the chainsaw, the tool of choice and the namesake of the series. Anyone who uses a chainsaw knows that they can be delicate and need lots of maintenance to keep them running properly. In Netflix Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface digs out his old chainsaw from inside a wall. After all these years, he basically starts it up as though he used it the day before. He proceeds to use it to saw through skin, sinew, bone, fat, cartilage, brain, or lack thereof, gallons of blood, thick floors, and even a dense wooden I-beam as though all of it were merely paper. I guess Leatherface's pride and joy was blessed by the Marvel Cinematic Universe to give it superpowers. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the use of Sally Hardesty's character. She makes a disastrous appearance as the heroine turned badass who finally meets her tormentor and tries to put an end to the nightmare. I said tries because she gets a chainsaw in her stomach instead of saving the day. She makes blunders so bad that Harry and Marv from Home Alone look like geniuses. Her impact was nil and a complete waste, much like this entire movie. So, what would I have done differently? Obviously, I never would have made this in the first place. However, I could maybe see a story where a group of real crime podcasters investigate the Sawyer family 50 years after the original events, assuming that everyone is already dead, only to discover that finding an elderly Leatherface is still more than they can handle. But nah, leave a good thing alone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Entertainment Sucks. If you liked what you heard, I hope you'll subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download and listen to your favorite shows. I'd appreciate the gesture. Your Entertainment Sucks is brought to you by Night Apple Creations, a multimedia production company from the minds of yours truly and Stephanie Varish. It specializes in books, art, videos, and audio. Stop on by and have a look around at nightapplecreations.com. You can find my social media links and information in the episode notes of your podcast app. Thanks again, and until next time when I rant about the overuse of nostalgia, just say no to bad entertainment. I'm Matt Varish, and yes, your entertainment sucks. <laughs>